the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things, put them in your brain. Hi, and welcome to yet another episode of Funk Radio. This is our, what, 14th episode? Uh, 15th. 15th. We're rolling right along. This is your DJ host, Kyle. And this is your DJ slash host, Peter. Slash host. That sounds sounds like a horror thing. I'm a slash host. (laughs) That sounds like a really cool, like, action horror video game called Slash Host. (laughs) I was thinking more like you host a dinner party and then kill everybody. I was thinking more of, like, virus host type of thing. That makes sense. Like sickle cell anemia, which is no laughing matter. I don't even know what that is. It's a it's a disease where I don't remember some form of cell in your body like becomes malformed and actually degenerates into like this like they call it like a sickle shape, which basically causes you constant chronic pain during all waking hours. God, it's really sad. It's just an awful thing. Is it is it like a fatal thing? Um, I think they have treatments for it. I think it's it's a disease, so it's one of those, like, once you have it, it's forever. I don't think there's a cure for it, but there's treatments to help with pain. I hope I'm not totally getting this wrong. I think that guy Montel Williams has it or had it or something. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Anyways, off pressing subjects. Um, the subject we are going to be talking about that for this episode is there's a song that both Peter and I were introduced by our friend... Dan the Music Man, (laughs) (laughs) called The Twelfth Hour by The Twelves. The Twelves are kind of like an electronic duo, and they came out with this hour-long super mega remix that features like 50 songs from various genres, funk and soul and disco and electronica. Yeah, it's a list of like 50 songs of pretty much any genre uh, packed into an hour of crazy funk giants. Yes. But yeah, we just wanted to highlight some of the... um, Songs that were sampled in, in this supermix that we thought were pretty cool. Yeah, and pretty crunchy. Mr. Peter, you should give us a little bit of background on the Twelves before we dive in. Okay. Well, the Twelves are an electronic music duo from Rio, Brazil, and they've been around since 2005. And actually, they're sometimes referred to as Brazil's answer to Daft Punk. And like I said before, they they formed in 2005, um, but I think they kind of really picked up popularity in 2009 when they had some good reception and music festivals, uh, namely the 2009 South by Southwest Music Festival and in 2010 at the Coachella Music Festival. They were also featured on BBC's Essential Mix show where they performed a two-hour-long mix, which is pretty cool. Um, A cool quote I saw about them on Spin.com was uh, Peter Gaston says, It's more than just two dudes and some records. They're adding keyboard flourishes and drum machine loops to every track, making the already admired hits their own. And I think that's actually uh, really well put about how um, how the Twelves go about in their style because they take songs that may or may not be already recognized uh, by the listeners, but they kind of put their own twist to it, their own remix kind of layering to it so that it retains a lot of the original sound of it that people enjoy, but also uh, kind of gives it a new a new sound as well, which is always nice. Since the song is an hour long, the, the way it starts out is it starts out with an instrumental called Robotism by Methuselah. Am I totally... I think it's Methuselah. Methuselah. Oh, like Methuselah. Okay. Thank you. Methuselah. And this little uh, tidbit 
It's an instrumental space disco track from Germany in 1980, which was an experimental subgenre that came about in the late 70s that combined elements of disco, sci-fi, and electronic elements. Mr. Peter, let's listen to a little clip of Robotism. That was a little clip from Robotism by Methuselah that's um, sampled at the very beginning of this super mashup. And the track's actually really rare since the group only produced one album called Journey Into the Unknown. This song is the only single off the album. So the fact that the 12s knew of this by itself is pretty cool. Yeah, that's actually something I want to point out about the 12s um, and this mix specifically, is that they seem to choose a lot of really obscure disco songs. Now, I'm not sure whether that's intentional, whether they were looking for obscure stuff, or whether they were trying to find music that just kind of fit their fit their style more. I'm sure I'm sure it was a combination of the two. I'm sure, I mean, obviously it works well, the, the, the smash-up that they have is really popular. But at the same time, you can't use incredibly popular artists because they might sue you. You know, unless you get uh, get the rights. Right, right, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and listen to a clip of the beginning segment of the 12th hour that remixes uh, Robotism by Methuselah. <laughs> So this is a really good example of how they obviously use the song, but it sounds very different, more remixed, and more a little bit more upbeat and layered with other things at the same time. And I think they did a really good job with it. It's definitely one of my favorite parts of the remix. I think it's a really fun way to kind of kick off this this hour of music. Yeah, a little bit a little bit further into the song as we get to towards like the eleven uh, eleven to twelve minute mark. It does feature one band that's. I'm sure everybody knows, uh, is the Jacksons. It features their song, Shake Your Body Down to the Ground, which was actually a real, pretty famous song for them. If the, those of you that don't know it or have been living under a rock, the Jacksons are a really famous family pop group that released this particular single in December of 78. Let's listen to a clip of the original single that they released right now. So yeah, uh, that was the original single uh, single that they released back in 78, Shake Your Body Down to the Ground. There was actually two, ed- two edits of the original song. One shorter three-minute version that was used for radio airplay, and then a longer eight-minute dancier version that was played at disco clubs. The song, the original song, actually earned them double platinum by selling over two million copies. Let's listen to the Twelves remix of this song. A little tidbit of that, so you can see how it sounds a little bit different. So yeah, you can see that they definitely um, upped the tempo a little bit on the song, and it, it sounds similar, but it also sounds really cool. Um, Kyle, before you were saying about how there were two edits of this song, the shorter one for radio and the longer one for, for dance clubs, 
It seems to be a pretty common thing when you get to the late 70s, early 80s with disco songs because I noticed a lot of other artists seem to do this as well. Because, I mean, obviously the radio is not going to play an eight-minute long song. Unless it's Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Right, exactly. But, um, yeah, the radio, definitely, I think they want to try to keep new music going every couple of minutes or so. So definitely there's there's a... So they can have as many commercials as possible. Right, but... um. But see, on the dance floor, people are there for you know a lot longer, and they're you know going to dance for a relatively long time. So you have uh, these longer versions of the songs that are easily seven, eight, nine, ten minutes long, which is kind of more appropriate for for the setting, I suppose. Uh, this is something that's actually sort of interested me in the past: is that artists of this time, I think, when they could, they would go ahead and record the original version of the song being a lot longer because it would kind of give them more creative freedom where they, they could go as long as they want, whereas with a single version, they kind of have to be restricted to the certain formula, of, you know, just a couple of minutes long. You know, that'd be an, actually an interesting subject for a future uh, episode is, like, the evolution of song length. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in especially in disco and soul and funk, because, like, in the 50s, they used to be, like, barely three minutes, if that. Right. And then by the late 70s, you know, every song was like seven or eight minutes long. Yeah, I mean, definitely it depends on the type of music, but some of them went even longer than that. Exactly. Yeah, I find it a little interesting, actually, that kind of nowadays it's kind of gotten a little bit shorter again. Yeah, it's like a, like, what do they call those, ebb and flow of musical song length. But yeah, getting back to the 12s, Peter, do you want to talk about the next segment in the song? Yeah, sure. So I guess following up uh, with this previous thing, so about 15 minutes into this hour-long mix, we have a song called Squeezy Soul by Bushy. Now, Bushy is a, an electronic artist from the UK, and he released this song, Squeezy Soul, as part of a, an EP in 1999. And that EP has about four or five songs on it, I believe. But it's kind of interesting because despite not having released that much music, he's actually been uh, sampled and remixed by some actually rather famous uh, high-profile electronic artists. Yeah, let's listen to a clip of the original Squeezy Soul by Bushy. I'm sure a lot of you will actually recognize the, I think it's like a saxophone riff, because it's pretty famous for this fairly unknown artist. So that's the original version of Squeezy Soul by Bushy. Now let's take a listen to how it's remixed in the 12th hour. And you'll notice it's a little bit more upbeat and it keeps up with the, with the higher tempo of the mix itself. And it's, it's actually, I actually like it a little bit better than the original. It's pretty fun. Let's take a listen. Yeah, um, that's how it sounds in the 12th hour. Definitely probably one of my favorite parts of the whole hour mix. Um, but I would say it's only... Squeezy Soul is actually only sampled in this mix for about 30, 45 seconds. That's too bad. Yeah, but I mean, this this whole hour-long mix is basically just one song after the other. But at the same time, they're layered over each other in such a way that it feels just like one really long song with little different segments that kind of come in and out, but it's very smooth 
and seamless in most cases so that you can pick out songs here and there, but you can't always, you know, say with with accuracy, you know, where it ends or begins with any particular song. So that's what I really like about it is that it's really it's really kind of a smooth, continuous thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely the same. Like I said, I that was one of the few uh, riffs that I recognized outside of the song because I, I must have heard it somewhere else. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a very memorable part of the uh, mix, which is saying something for it being an hour long. Yeah, seriously. Moving right along through the song, once we get, we're about a third of the way through now, at 21 minutes, 22 minutes, there's a song called Magic by DJ Agent 86. This is more of like an ethereal electronic track that was actually released uh, in 2009. I think it's the same year that this came out. Yeah, actually, yeah, I didn't think about that because uh, the 12th hour... This mix uh, came out in 2009 as well. But, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, I mean, the track by, it's, this Magic by DJ Agent 86 track by itself is pretty cool. Uh, the artist, DJ Agent 86, this is really, his name is really hard to say. DJ Agent 86 is an Australian artist who's been around since 1989, and he mixes musical styles from hip-hop to disco to techno, and really everything in between. He shared the stage with a seriously huge list of high-profile artists across several genres, none of which we will name now. Right, yeah, because I was researching him earlier, and it says that he shared the stage with this entire just huge paragraph full of different artists. Too long, did not read. Yeah, I didn't recognize a lot of them, but actually uh, one that stood out at the beginning of the list was James Brown. Well, there you go. That's pretty cool. What's James Brown up to lately? Uh, I, I don't know. Is he still alive? I don't even know. Yeah. he. Uh, the last thing I ever saw him in was there was this commercial produced by... Guy Ritchie, the guy who did the Sherlock films, it was a BMW commercial. It was, he actually did a series of them, uh, starring Clive Owen. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, they were like a little mini success because they were like mini two-minute, three-minute films, and one of them uh, had James Brown in it, and that was probably like four or five years ago. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. I'll have to go look that up. But yeah, that, other than that, I have no idea. Yeah, let's actually listen to. I don't think we listened to a clip of Magic by DJ Agent Eighty Six. Uh, so let's listen to a little clip of the original version. Something interesting about this song, Magic, is that it actually heavily samples the adult contemporary slash pop uh, song, from 1980 called Magic, which was performed by Olivia Newton-John, and that was a really popular song when that came out in 1980. Her name sounds familiar, so... Yeah, um, well, she was in the movie Grease, if you've seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I guess uh, she was with John Travolta in that movie? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I guess she was kind of a really popular singer-slash-actress uh, during the 80s. Well, that's pretty crunchy. Yeah, it is. Um, Let's go ahead and play a segment of the song Magic by DJ Agent 86 as it appears in the 12th hour. So yes, this is a good example actually of a song featured in this mix that stays relatively true to its original form. Um, obviously, it's given a little bit more um, up-tempo 
to kind of match the the beat, but it, it stays pretty similar. But it sounds good. It really does. That's pretty cool and crunchy. We should just make like a candy bar called Crunchy Cool, and it tastes like Cool Ranch. Oh God, <laughs> I just I just imagined that in my head. No, I mean I'm thinking of more of like an ice cream bar that has peanuts or something in it, so it's more crunchy, I, mean, I guess. Don't they have like a Snickers ice cream bar? Yeah, they do. Oh, there you go. It's cool and it's crunchy. Or no, um, you know what's that? The cr- like crunch bars. You do take that, put it in the freezer, and then eat it, and it's cool and crunchy. Our show is like frozen crunch bars, cool and crunchy. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, let's go ahead and move on to our next song. So we said that uh, magic that we just talked about was around twenty-one minutes or so. Yes. Um, so this next one, it kind of transitions straight from that one into this one. So um, this one is called Hupendi Musici Wangu, which means you don't like my music. And that's by an Italian group called KID. That song came out in 1980. Now, KID was actually the pseudonym name of Jeff Bastow, who was an English songwriter and producer. And so this song, You Don't Like My Music, appeared on the dance charts. I think it topped like a lot around uh, number 10 on the U.S. charts, but also internationally. And it became more of like an underground hit in clubs, so it wasn't necessarily really popular generally, but it was uh, it was really played a lot in uh, in disco clubs. Um, yeah, I don't really know that much about this guy, Jeff Bestow, but I mean, it seems like he kind of moved around because uh, I read that he was based in Munich, Germany, although he was English. And then, I, I mean, this, uh, this song was released in Italy, so I guess he kind of moved around a little bit. But anyway, let's go ahead and listen to the original version of You Don't Like My Music by KID. So that's the original version. Let's go ahead and listen to the the remixed version of this song as done by the Twelves. Now, it's this is an example of how it's kind of layered with other things. So you'll hear a little bit of vocals from a different song. I don't know on top of my head what it is, but uh, the whole mix is kind of in this way of kind of layering uh, different songs at once. So yeah, that's a pretty cool song. Um, and again, another example of kind of really obscure disco songs that the Twelves chose for this remix. It's interesting because you might think, you know, at first hand that oh, they would want to choose things that more people would recognize. But um, it's it's interesting to see that they actually went in the other direction and kind of chose things that may have been actually more fitting for what style they were going for rather than stuff that people have already heard of. And I, I actually kind of prefer that. It's, yeah, I agree. Um, it, it seems like they intersperse a few more semi-popular artists in with these more obscure, but I'm sure it was all to make it fit well and sound well and the tempo to have uh, smooth transitions. But it's cool that they kind of combine... I mean, because think about it, like, what, this because of the popularity of this mix... People like us are going and researching where these original songs came from, thus giving more, um, I guess, credit and publicity to these less famous artists. So they kind of did them a favor. Yeah. 
yeah, no, I think it's cool that they kind of, I mean, it shows, it shows their own musical, I guess, influence and the genres that they like, that they can find all these obscure people. Yeah, I think it kind of shows that they put more thought into it as well. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, it might be too easy to just kind of choose artists that everybody already knows about. They have, they, they even have programs nowadays where you can basically just put in a playlist of whatever songs you want. The program then matches the tempos of the different songs and basically creates a, like a smooth mix for you. Oh, really? So it's cool that they like actually put a lot of thought and time and sweat and blood and tears into this mix and wasn't just like some top 40s mashup, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that this mix is really stronger because of the choices they made. Definitely. Um, with, with which songs to, to play. I would say that they actually, I mean, not necessarily all the songs they played are obscure because I think there's some more popular stuff that they played within other genres that we're not talking about today. Um, but songs that they chose that, you know, I think more people know about. Uh, for example, there's a couple of uh, Daft Punk songs that I think a lot of people know about um, that they're famous songs of theirs. I didn't mention them because I think in most cases they were kind of more used as transitional songs, so they're not in there for more than maybe 20 seconds or so. And like I was saying, I mean, there's a lot of songs in here that I think more people might know uh, more than some of the songs that we've been talking about. But personally, none of the songs in this mix I ever heard before this mix. So in a way, I was kind of introduced to all the songs in here. And it gave you an entire playlist of music now. That's true. To go and to go and make. Speaking of more semi-obscure, but not, I mean, this guy, this guy's not as obscure. Um, another artist that starts at the 26 mark pretty soon after the last song, Upendi Musiki Wangu. That doesn't even sound Italian to me, but anyways. Well, I mean, I assume it's Italian since they were an Italian group. Yeah, I assume it's Italian because the guy's Italian, but when I first saw it, I just assumed it was like Japanese or something. A lot of eyes. Yeah. Actually, here, this is interesting. I just pasted the, the title into Google. And it says, this is in Swahili, do you want to translate it? So actually, this title is in Swahili. Well, there you go. So it sounds like this guy was English, he lived in Germany, he released a song in Italy, and the title of it is in Swahili. That's crazy. That is impressive. That is a feat by itself. Um, But yeah, another song that he samples pretty soon after this last song, the Swahili, You Don't Like My Music, is... Relight My Fire by Dan Hartman. This song was actually a pretty big disco hit that was written and performed by Hartman in 1979. The song's backing musicians were actually from MFSB, Motown's studio band. All the song was actually released under Blue Sky Records. Yeah, I found that kind of interesting when I was reading about this, that MFSB was on this song because they were from Motown. Maybe that's how, maybe that's how they got work in the late 70s. Yeah, maybe. I mean, by this time, maybe they weren't as locked down to, to Motown as they were before. I'm sure at that point, because the, the the Motown era was coming to a close in the late 70s. Yeah, I mean, this is 79. Yeah. So maybe they were just kind of freelancing, for lack of a better word, out to other out to other record labels. But anyways, the original song, Re- uh, Relight My Fire, was really popular in clubs and actually stayed number one on the dance charts for six weeks between 79 and 80. So yeah, let's listen, listen to a clip of the original Relight My Fire by Dan Hartman.
So that was the original version of Relight My Fire by Dan Hartman. Now let's listen to how the 12s handled it in their remix. This is a good example of another song that stays relatively close to its original, but at the same time, it sounds just different enough that it's something new. And I think that's really what um, makes this whole remix special, is that it kind of, it just adds just enough that it sounds different, or it's, it's really it's really nice. I think I think songs can feel different based on, the, especially in a mix like that, based on the songs that precede them. Like, you know, you know in the color spectrum when you take a color and you put it next to another color, and then the color that it's next to makes the original color seem slightly ever so different. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. When you're, I guess when you're mixing colors or putting two colors up against each other, it's similar where, like, a song, its its tone is affected by the song that is has, I guess, followed it or the song that came before it. Yeah, and also in this remix, I think a lot of the case is actually songs that are played on top of it as well. Yeah, true, exactly, because they're, like, constantly, like, you know, going in and out of different songs, and songs are overlapped. This song is like an onion. It has layers. Fun fact, I went to Outback Steakhouse for the first time the other night to celebrate my Padre's birthday, and they had this really famous appetizer there called Bloomin' Onions. I wonder what Australian people think of Outback Steakhouse. It's probably it's probably what like Chinese people think of Panda Express. <laughs> I don't know, though. I mean, I, I actually enjoyed it. It seemed much... Because I, I, I always assumed it was like the McDonald's of Australia. But yeah, it's much more upscale than I assumed. I don't know if they just revamped stuff, but the stuff on their menu is not really that cheap. No. And I got a steak from them after the Blooming Onions, and it was really good. I liked it. Steak and fries. So, I approve. So, should we go on to our last song for today? Okay. Yeah, moving right along through our one-hour mix, uh, a little bit further into the song, about two-thirds of the way through now, at 45 minutes... We have the song Give Me Love by Sarone. I hope I'm saying that right. It's French. I guess so. Sarone was a French musician, songwriter, and producer who made his debut in 1972. Hey, that rhymes. Throughout his career, he released a long list of albums, including some French film soundtracks. Much of his early work was controversial because the album covers featured nude women, and some of his tracks included snippets of erotic recordings. Yeah, I find that interesting about some of his early work. Um, not not this song, Give Me Love. Which is ironic, because you think there would be. Yeah, but um, some of his earlier work, I guess, um, the album artwork featured pictures of nude women, and that stirred a fair amount of controversy. So the, the U.S. releases of these albums actually had completely different um, artwork on them. Yeah, good old U.S. censoring sex since the puritanical days. Uh, but yeah, let's listen to a clip of the original 1978 version of the song. Give Me Love by Sarone. That was um, the original 1978 version of Give Me Love by Sarone. Now let's take a listen to the 12's remix of it. I 
This is a good example of a song that's used more as a transition than a signature song, I would say, in this mix. Because uh, as we've been saying before, is that there are several songs, you know, going one after the other. So, you know, some of them can be played as for as many as a few minutes, whereas other ones are more of, you know, maybe 30 seconds or so. Uh, this is more in the style of kind of in between two different songs. I think a lot of the uh, instrumental tracks like this kind of lend themselves to that rather well. So, But it works out, and it sounds pretty good. Okay, well, that kind of wraps up uh, the, the songs that we wanted to talk about um, in this mix. So just overall, the 12th hour, it's 50 songs mixed in about 60 minutes. It's just crazy. I think you can't really uh, get, a, get a real sense of what this mix is like just by hearing the little clips that we played today. It really doesn't do it justice. I think you really need to go and find find the full version of the song and just listen to it because it, it's really quite phenomenal the way that they were able to pull this off. And uh, it's, it's really fun to listen to. Now, um, I don't know where exactly you can go buy this song. I'm not sure if, it, if it's even for sale. The only place I can find it is on... There's a few blogs that'll have the MP3 linked. So I assume that it's able to be downloaded for free legally, but, I mean, that's the only way I can find it, so... Um, but we, we will definitely leave you a link so that you can check out the song. And I just want to say again that I really do appreciate not only being able to learn about new obscure uh, disco songs and artists today, because I, I, I certainly learned a lot from, from this episode myself, but also I have learned to appreciate the 12s and that they can kind of find music that isn't necessarily popular but make it sound really great and kind of use the obscure side of, of disco. The obscurity of disco. <laughs> right. Um, so that, that's the end of that. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed our show. And if you did, you can go check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And Facetunes. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like iTunes and Facebook mashed up. Facetunes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, also, yes, uh, iTunes definitely... Go subscribe to us there so that you can always get uh, the latest episodes from us because we do it a couple times a week. And I've also been told that if you listeners go and rate it and give it reviews on iTunes on our page, um, that'll actually improve the likelihood of other people finding the show because the more ratings and reviews that a show has, it gives it more legitimacy in the iTunes store so that um, when when other people are searching through iTunes, there's a greater chance that they'll be able to find our show as well. So so definitely, aside from subscribing to us, if you feel like it, you can also leave a review or a rating, and hopefully that'll help improve us as well, if you enjoyed what we gave to you. I'd rather listen to Fran Drescher for one hour than listen to Funk Radio. <laughs> Please, nobody write that on our page. <laughs> Every time you give us zero stars, a baby kitten gets smushed. <laughs> That's really sad. <laughs> With that somber note, I will leave you. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed our show today. Be sure to check us out next time as we bring you more of your favorite Funka hits. This has been your 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 DJ slash... What, what did we call it? DJ... Yeah, DJ slash host. Okay. This has been your DJ slash host, Peter. And this is your DJ slash host, Kyle. Bye!
more podcasts and the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment, visit 8thCircuit.com.